on this episode of the Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast, five disciplines every rocket ship founder masters. Hey there, welcome to the Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast, the podcast for business founders working every day to scale their business and turn their biggest visions into reality. I'm Steve August. I am a serial entrepreneur who took his first startup from idea to successful multi-million dollar exit. I've sat in the founder CEO seat and I know the good, the bad, and the ugly of the founder's journey firsthand. Since 2017, I've been coaching other founders, helping them build rocket ship businesses. In this podcast, I'm sharing my hard-won lessons, taking your questions, and supporting you in your biggest challenges in becoming the CEO your company needs. Ready to light this candle? Then let's hit today's episode. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the five disciplines that every rocket ship founder masters or dedicates themselves to mastering because I don't know that anybody truly, truly masters it. It's always like anything that takes time and commitment is a lifelong pursuit of getting better at it. And so I call them disciplines because they're not necessarily skills. They're things that you have to practice and pay attention to and and be dedicated to. So I'm going to go through the five of them and uh, describe what they are. And I've I've seen these, I've come to this, these five just from observing companies that have really taken off and what they've been doing well. Some of the founders that I coach what, that are you know, creating rocket ship businesses and what are the elements that they are mastering to make that happen. And then also thinking back on my own experience and saying, hey, I was good at some of these and here's where I wasn't as good at others. And that is potentially part of you know the 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 growth story of my company where it could have gone versus where it did go so let's just get into it the first discipline is ruthless simplicity so what i mean by this is that a great founder a great ceo makes everything ruthlessly simple so it has to be super simple for a customer or client to know that they are for you or they are not for you it has to be simple for somebody to know and for the team to know if if somebody should be on the team. It should be really simple to know if what the each team member needs to be doing each day, what the goal is, where the where the next milestone is. And I call it ruthless simplicity because simplicity is never easy. True simplicity is never easy. It and it requires a degree of ruthlessness. And in order to create that, you have to say no to some really good things and the best story i've ever heard of that was when steve jobs came back to apple in 1997 and they had i don't know 300 products that they were manufacturing and selling and marketing and he broke it down and said you know what do i tell my friends to buy and his management team uh, couldn't tell them so he he basically distilled it down to about 10 products and that set the stage for what Apple was to become. And that was so important because he said no to a lot of good things. He said no to the Newton. He said no to who knows how many pet projects that were going on in that company. But that's what gave everybody the, the simplicity and focus. So it doesn't come cheap. It doesn't come easy. And that's why I call it ruthless simplicity. Okay. Discipline number two, flywheel customer creation. That is the rocket ship companies 
really focus on how they acquire customers and how to make it so that it is essentially a flywheel and that it builds momentum as it grows. So there are different angles on this. There are network effects. There are, um, you know, just really good digital marketing funnels. There's, there's great content, but whatever it is that gets you your customer, you have to have it in such a way that it is, that is, it builds on itself. It built its own momentum. And it's one of those disciplines that takes takes a lot of attention, especially going from the early stage when you're getting your first customers where you're like, I'll take almost anybody because we want to get our first dollars in the door. And then really thinking about, okay, who are the ideal customers? Who are the ones that are actually going to build or be the basis of, of exponential growth? And that is you know, it sounds straightforward, but anybody who's tried it knows that that's one of the most challenging parts of, of growing a business is really identifying how you're going to get your customers. And the places to look to understand if you're on the right track are how long is your sales curve? What is the cost of acquisition? How long does it take somebody to go from being a stranger to being a customer? How long does it take somebody to get value from what you offer? How long does it take somebody to bring somebody else in? So, those questions and the answers to those questions make a huge difference in terms of how you might approach or what product decisions you make or what service decisions you make or, or what marketing channels you might use. So it's, it takes a lot of attention and it was something in my first startup that I really didn't quite grasp. And so we had a really tough customer acquisition cycle. There was a lot of it took a long time for somebody to, to come out to speed and get be a customer, and then they didn't necessarily buy again until you know a few months later. So that was something that I really needed to focus on, and only later really came to understand that it has to be it has to feel like a flywheel. Okay, number three. So recapping: first two, ruthless simplicity. Number two, flywheel customer creation. Number three is operational brilliance. So this is really all about your ability to execute and hit milestones and deliver when you say you're going to deliver. And the reason this is so important is because that initial brilliance in innovation, in product, in in service, in offering, in vision, in brand, gets you going. It gives you the momentum. It gets you started. It gets you in the game. But it's this operational brilliance that ends up compounding time over time. And so... What I mean by that, if you start missing milestones, you know, your next milestone is pushed out and your next milestone is pushed out and it, and it becomes a, a compounding cascade of, of things not getting delivered. If you hit your milestone and then keep hitting milestones, then that compounds, you start moving forward faster and faster. And so a lot of type V visionary founders are challenged with operational brilliance because it tends to be not about new ideas. It's about really iterating on how you're executing, focusing, saying no again to a lot of things and pairing back scope when you need to to pair back scope in order to make the deadline. So, but it's so important. It is the basis that that, that eventually companies win by. Okay. So we've had ruthless simplicity, flywheel customer creation, operational brilliance. Fourth discipline is real life management. And I call it real life management because there's just so many different like kind of myths and uh, 
what would you call it? Just, just fictions about how you really manage people. And the reality is nobody ever gets really trained to manage uh, what it's like to actually manage people. Like you, your typical founder may have worked inside a company, may be co- coming out of school, uh, may have some experience, but generally if they're, they're getting funding or they're growing their company, they haven't stopped or uh, to get like trained on how you manage people and how you really lead them. And so it's different in real life than it is in the, you know, how it's depicted in the trade press. And, and, uh, so, and it's really all about the, the biggest lesson is that setting expectations and aligning expectations at the beginning of any project, any initiative is the key to accountability. Everybody says they want a culture of accountability, but then there isn't that upfront alignment on let's actually agree on what the actual problem is that we should be solving because we might be seeing three different problems and we actually need to be focusing on the one, agreeing on which one needs to be solved the most. And then really setting expectations and learning how to find that sweet spot between trusting your team and micromanaging your team. And there is a a sweet spot between totally hands-off and totally in the weeds. And that is the discipline of real-life management, of really knowing how to lead and and manage people on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so we've had four disciplines, ruthless simplicity, flywheel customer creation, operational brilliance, and real-life management. The last one might be the most important one, and this is bigger game mindset. Now, when you hear this, you probably think, oh, I need to be thinking bigger. I think you'd be thinking moonshots, and you'd be thinking exponentially. Yes and no. It's, it's more about your journey as the founder is understanding that there's a bigger game that you're playing besides your business because the way I see it and the way I've experienced it entrepreneurship is one of the greatest platforms for personal growth and development that have ever been created and it does that by putting you in uncomfortable situations which then push all your buttons any little chink in the armor of your psyche is going to get exposed in this journey and it is there's nothing like it. So when I say bigger game mindset, what I mean is is not a bigger game financially or whatever. I mean the bigger game is the game of you, of seeing your business and this entrepreneurial journey, the founder journey that you're on, as a platform for your growth and development. And it's so important to have this mindset that you're playing the bigger game of you because then there's just that little bit of separation between you and your business in terms of all the things that are going to happen, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they're all going to happen, they're all there to move you forward. So when you're playing the bigger game, there's no way to lose because no matter what, you're moving forward. On your best day, on your worst day, you are growing and moving forward and winning the bigger game. And having that bigger game mindset is what I see like the most successful founders able to do. And that it frees them to take big actions and to have tremendous resilience in the face of the inevitable challenges that come up. So those are the five disciplines I see for rocket ship founders. And let's recap them. Ruthless simplicity, flywheel customer creation, operational brilliance, real life management, and bigger game mindset. 
and you won't be perfect at all these, but if you're aware, if I was aware of these when I knew it, when I was going through my first startup, I would have been thinking about things in a very different way. So I hope this is super helpful for you and really think about these things. And that's it for today's episode and we'll see you soon. That's a wrap for this episode of the Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question or issue you'd like support on? Then write to me at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com and I'll include it into one of my upcoming episodes. And if you're a founder working to scale your business, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn and visit my site steveaugustcoaching.com for more insights. See you soon.